and welcome to episode 46 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Last week, you probably listened to episode 47, which I realized was incorrect. So I wanted to write that wrong because obviously details are important to me, other than the fact that I forgot to check what was the episode number last week. So today is 46, even though you're listening to it afterwards, but I digress. Today, I want to talk to you about the five guiding principles to using strengths, specifically Clifton strengths. So, whether you're already using Clifton strengths for yourself, for your team, with your students, or you're new to it or thinking about it, because these are some important guidelines to really help you get the most of it and make sure that you're not using it in a way that's not so much inappropriate but in a way that might not allow you to really utilize the full power of the Clifton Strengths framework. So stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, Keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Okay, so if you're using Clifton Strengths, then these are the five guiding principles that you need to keep in mind as you're using it for yourself, with your team, with your students, that'll really help the whole thing land and make it more productive for you and a bigger success. So the first one is themes are neutral. So when you take the Clifton Strengths assessment, you get your top five. Maybe you got the new manager's report, so you got your top 10. Maybe you got the whole thing. But whatever those are, the ones that are your dominant talents, those aren't good or bad per se. It's kind of like old Willie Shakespeare said, there is nothing good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So when we see that list, we're going to have some initial reactions to our own talents. And we may be thinking, oh, yeah, that's a great one. Or you might be thinking, oh, wow, that's, hmm, I don't know why I got that. That doesn't, eek. I don't know if I want that to be one of my talents. Same thing when we're talking to other people or we see what other people's talents are. Sometimes we run into a person and we find out they have a certain talent and that individual rubs us the wrong way. So we can kind of easily, too easily, stereotype, oh, people with woo or people with relator or people with adaptability, whatever it is, eh, I don't really care for that particular talent. But it really has nothing to do with the talent itself. It has to do with how we use it, how it shows up for us, because all of our, like we've talked about in other episodes, our talents can show up as strengths. They can also show up as weaknesses. So it's not really the talent itself. It's how we're utilizing it. So there are no good or bad talents. It's just we may have certain perceptions of them. If that's true, 
then we need to let go of that and concentrate more on this idea of, are my talents helping me be productive? If it's someone that you supervise, are their talents helping them be productive? Same thing with students. And if they're not, it's not because we got the short end of the stick and we got a bad talent. It's just that we're not using it in a way that's helping us get where we want to go. And there are things that we can do to support and bolster that talent. We can learn new things, we can develop new skills, and we can practice to make sure that when we're using our talent, we're using it as a strength. Okay, number two, themes are not labels. And they've actually done research, Gallup has, and they found that taking Clifton Strengths, taking that assessment, and doing nothing else with it is actually worse than never having taken it at all. Why? In part, because when we get a label, oh, I'm a woo. Oh, I have adaptability. Oh, I don't have any strategic themes. I don't have any executing themes. That must mean I can't do X, Y, Z. Or, wow, those are the only things that I should do. So if my supervisor comes and says, oh, we really need you to X, Y, Z, sorry, doesn't fit into my talents. But that's not what it's about. It's not meant to define us. Rather, it's meant to be a useful tool to help us better understand ourselves and have conversations with other people. So when we're not seeing eye to eye or when we're trying to get our point across, we can better explain why we're thinking what we're thinking and why that might be important, why that might be something to add to the conversation, which leads us to number three. Differences are an advantage. So in the Clifton Strengths framework, and I believe we've talked about this in previous episodes, we no longer are interested in individuals being well-rounded. Because when you're well-rounded, you're putting a lot of effort and energy into becoming good at things that aren't in your strength zone, which is a waste of energy. Instead, when we surround ourselves with other people who have different strengths, whether it's on our team, whether it's students, whether it's just our coworkers, we can achieve more by each of us focusing in and again, investing in our own talent set. So more often than not, they're showing up as strengths. So we're individually achieving excellent within our strength zone. And the people around us are doing the same thing, but with different talents. So now you have a bunch of all-stars playing on the same team. And so even though sometimes when we run into someone who clearly has different thought patterns, different ways of seeing the world, different behaviors than we do, we often interpret that as, they're doing this wrong. That's not the way to do it. You should do it my way. That's just us seeing the world through our strengths lens. But instead, when we step back and we start asking questions and being curious, oh, it's interesting, you feel very passionate about XYZ, can you tell me more about that? Then you get a broader view of the issue, of the project, and you can take in those different perspectives, not by you having to figure it out, but rather because there's other people on your team that see the world in that way, and it's a way that you don't see it. And that doesn't mean that they're wrong and you're right, or vice versa. It just means it's a different way of seeing things. And so when you bring these perspectives together, we all become stronger. 
Number four, go forward with positive intent. Like I was just saying, sometimes we run into people and maybe we have some preconceived ideas of their talents. Like, oh, that's a woo coming at me. Already don't like this situation. And then whoever it is says what they're going to say. And you're like, yep, that's exactly the kind of nonsense that I thought you were going to have come out of your mouth. And again, this goes back to our own bias based on our own talents because, well, this is the way I see the world. And therefore, you know, if these are the things I believe, the things that I value, if you don't believe them and don't value them, that must be wrong, right? But instead, if we approach it with positivity and curiosity and think it's not necessarily that they're wrong or that, you know, and I think we all have had this happen, we're in meetings with that one person and whenever we encounter them, oh, they're doing the thing again to drive me crazy. More than likely, they're not, but rather they're just showing up authentically and that authentic self consists of talents that you don't necessarily have and so you can't necessarily get your mind around the way that they're seeing the world. But if instead of being skeptical or allowing that first instinct of, ooh, that's not right, to kick in, but instead stepping back and saying, okay, this person is literally just expressing their point of view from their talent set. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're right, but by asking questions and assuming the best of them, I'm going to get a lot further. And going back to number three, differences are an advantage. There might be something that I can learn from them if I ask some questions and we start having more intentional conversations versus just kind of dealing with that visceral reaction of, oh, Betsy, every time with the blank, fill in some other talent that you don't have and don't really understand. Instead, hmm, You know, Betsy's always advocating for how people are going to feel about this. And that kind of butts heads with my rely on the data or, you know, if you're deliberative and you've already like, I've sorted out all the scenarios in my head and this is the best one. And here Betsy comes with these highfalutin ideas of, well, people won't like that. And I've already determined she's wrong. But if instead, okay, tell me more about this, because maybe it's not something I factored into my analysis because I just don't see the world from that perspective. Again, when you assume that people are showing up with their best talents, even if sometimes those talents show up as weaknesses, it really takes the edge off and that visceral reaction kind of subsides and instead it opens up a conversation or the ability to kind of navigate that and come to more common ground. So finally, people need one another. And in the good old U.S. of A., we kind of have this attitude of, I can do it myself. I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. And I don't really need other people, slash, I've been trained not to ask for help. I'm scared to ask for help. All those sorts of things that make us feel like we have to do everything ourselves. But even thinking of that idea of, oh, being independent is a virtue, really, Codepend- not codependency, codependency is not at all is where it's at. Interdependency is where it's at. Because even those individuals who are quote unquote self-sufficient or do quote unquote everything themselves, is that really true? Probably not if you're going to a grocery store because you didn't grow those vegetables. 
or if you're using a bank or anything, and I'm not saying that to mock individuals, but we are better together because we all bring different assets and different talents. And so when we start understanding that my way of doing things is a good way, but it's not the only way. And if I ask for help, if I don't have a lot of strategic thinking talent themes and I need to strategically think about something, I can sit here and struggle because of, again, that belief that I should be able to do this myself. Or I can go find individuals that I trust that do have those strategic thinking skills and talents, and they can help me do this way faster. In my own life, a few weeks ago, I was trying to prep for the supervisor summer camp. And that involved a lot of marketing and things that I, you know, are not necessarily in my comfort zone. Those are something that I've had to really take on as a business owner. And so I was really feeling overwhelmed. And really for a week and a half, maybe two weeks, I was just living this overwhelmed feeling, struggling, not really knowing what to do in any order to make me feel less stressed and like I had some sort of control. And finally, I'm like, I need to see if my friend Erin has some time to really help me work this out because she's really good. She has Activator, amongst other things. And so she's really, really good at, okay, what's going on? This is what you need to do, X, Y, Z, LMNOP. And not because she's bossy per se, but rather because she can see it through a different lens than I can. And she's not as invested in it as I am. So the stress that I feel with, oh my God, if I make the wrong decision, my business will crumple and I'll fail and everyone will laugh at me and throw things. She doesn't have that same closeness. So she can more easily be objective and help me sort through it. And in fact, she did. Within a half an hour, I had an action plan that I myself had not been able to put together for two weeks. Had I gone to her on day one or two when I realized I'm feeling overwhelmed and I don't know how to sort this out myself, but again, kind of in the back of my head, that belief, well, you should be able to, kept me from going and getting that other perspective that I needed, that other skill set and that other set of talents that I needed to help me get where I needed to go. And so really, it was two weeks wasted. And I mean, not complete, like I did some stuff, but I could have gotten so much more done, including just not being stressed and you know relaxing fully and enjoying the process. So people need one another. Don't be afraid to ask for help or get those other perspectives because differences are an advantage. And again, those even those differences that kind of rub us the wrong way at times, if not always, they can help us be more productive and achieve our goals more quickly, more effectively, if we let people in. So just to wrap up, themes are neutral. Themes are not labels. Differences are an advantage. Go forward with positive intent. And finally, people need one another. And speaking of which, if you're listening, I need you to help spread the word about this podcast. I'm, well, hopefully you can tell I'm very passionate about the topics that I bring and wanting to help you as supervisors be more successful. But I need you to share these episodes with other people. I need you to leave a review, hopefully a review that will make people interested and want to listen. Because I, 
I realized that our anniversary birthday is coming up. And so I want to celebrate that at the beginning of August. And I'd really love for more people to be with us on that journey. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and any other episode that you've listened to. I hope that you find it valuable. And if you do, please tell other people, please leave a positive review because I would love to reach more supervisors and help them be less stressed and help them feel more empowered so we can really take higher education in the direction it needs to go. So until next week, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.